everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is March 29th. It's 2021. We have 11 games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Chief Justice 06. Will, how's it going, my friend? It's going freaking fantastic. Uh, it's been a been a really good weekend, man. Uh, I'm actually so here's the thing, Stevie. I know I kind of talked about it a little bit pre-pod. I kind of been on a really good run for NBA, you know, over the last, you know, it's not like a crazy heater where you see me like at the top of the leaderboards, but it's, it's been some real good profit here, you know, over this probably week stretch on, on props and uh, in DFS. So I uh, pretty good run here, man. We'll see. I I don't think I'm going to do as well tonight. Not really worried about it. Um, It's been a good week though. Yeah, um, it was supposed to be like an insane, crazy week weekend for me. And the rain in, in Bristol, Tennessee decided um, to not make it a crazy busy weekend. So I ended up working, you know, until like 5 a.m. yesterday um, trying to get all the NASCAR content out. And then the race got postponed. So um, ready for the races on Monday. You know, we got a truck race and a cup race on Monday. So, or today, tomorrow, whenever you listen to the podcast. Um, so I'm very excited for that. And uh, we have 11 NBA games with only one team on the, on the second end of a back-to-back. We got a barn burner here. So let's jump right in. Before we do, if you guys haven't checked out Superdraft, awesome sponsors of the podcast. Love what they're doing over there on superdraft.com. Use promo code GRINDERS. Get a matching deposit bonus up to $50. Um, they kind of switched that around a little bit. So still can take advantage of that offer. They still have their NASCAR contests. They are overlaying like crazy. I'm going to give you guys a little tip. Chase Briscoe as your captain. There you go. Um, he is the captain play on Super Draft. You're welcome. Um, or you could even potentially play Tyler Reddick as a captain. So there's two. That's all I got. Um, I, I got nothing else, Will. <laughs> um, I have a lot more, but that's all. That's all the. That's all the freebies you get for today. Um, let's get into it, Will. We get started here with the Pacers and the and the Wizards. Two fifteen and a half total here. Pacers favored by four. Warren's out. McDermott's questionable, and on the Washington side, Beal is questionable. Bertans is out. Bryant's out. Nish Smith is out. What's standing out to you here for the Pacers? I mean, I, I think Brockton at 7K is, is you know, somebody we're going to want to consider on this slate. Um, I, I want to figure out what they're going to do with TJ McConnell. Like, his minute, you know, he had this little spike in minutes and they kind of went back down. So we'll just have to see what's going on there. I mean, Sabonis at 96 feels really overly priced for this slate for an 11-gamer. But in a spot against Washington where I think he actually might get lower ownership than he should, I, I like it just as a leverage play. And then you got Miles Turner at 5,900 as well. Um, I think he's another leverage play. I don't, I don't feel like as many people are going to be on Indiana um, as, as maybe we, we could see because the slate is so healthy. Very healthy indeed. Um, uh, the, the thing that's interesting here is if Bradley Beal sits, we're all playing Westbrook. Like we're not, I'm not sugarcoating it. Westbrook has a, a 42, 42% usage rate when Bradley Beal's off the floor. So we're playing Westbrook if Beal's out. So that's where like Brogdon, Sabonis, Levert become interesting, like run back options, um, you know, because I, I want a close game and Vegas thinks it's going to be a close game. Um, let's go to the Washington side. I kind of just said it like 42% usage rate. Westbrook's averaging over a fantasy point and a half per minute in 156 minutes without Beal, Ishmith, Bertans, and Bryant on the floor. He, he's going to have massive usage here. Massive usage. I mean, it's going to be incredible, really. Like you said, man, if I will say this, aside from Westbrook, Hachimura is probably going to be my next biggest guy. Like, yeah, but I think he's in play regardless if Beal plays or not. I I like the price. It's just on an 11 game. I don't know if I want to squeeze Hachimura at 5,900, especially with the way news has been breaking recently. Like something stupid is going to happen, and we're going to get us a, a 4K 
slam dunk play, maybe. Um, but I, I totally get it. But yeah, I mean, Westbrook at 11K. I mean, you just play him. We saw what he was able to do Saturday. Pretty much put up 60, uh, had six turnovers, you know, uh, a, a triple-double right on the nose with 10 assists. I mean, he, he's been fantastic, man. So uh, I'm with you. I, I definitely think he's the guy uh, for this team. And then outside of that, I do think Denny Avdia would be a big-time play if Beal were to sit as well. I, I think Denny would get enough minutes. At 3,400, I think he's a good value play. I don't think he's going to get 40, but I, I think he could get 25, and that that could be you know really good on this slate for 3,400. We move on. We got the Pelicans and the Celtics. 230 and a half total here. Boston favored by four. Um, Lonzo's questionable. Hayes is questionable. And then Boston side, Fournier is questionable. He's in protocol still. Uh, Semi and Thompson are still out. Let's start here with the Pelicans. Um, you know, this is a game that should be super competitive. Um, Zion put up almost 50 fantasy points against this team when they played the first time. What are we looking at here for the Pelicans? Yeah, I think it's mainly Zion, man. And I think, Stevie, if I'm not mistaken, we kind of got on this train probably a couple weeks ago maybe where we just, I just started playing Zion, you know, in the mid-8K range. And if we look at the upside, I mean, he, he's seen, he's had some big games, you know, um, you know, a couple 50 point games, one 60 point game here against Denver and the other games are, you know, pretty much in the 40. So we've got a really good floor on him. And now we're starting to see a little bit more ceiling, uh, a little bit more regularly. And so I think Zion at 8,800, you know, is probably going to go under on him this slate as well because of, you know, the size of it. And, you know, he's a guy that I really like, um, you know, if Lonzo were to sit, like, you know, you're going to have access to Josh Hart again, who's playing really good minutes anyway, uh, you know, just kind of less miles to feed. You'll have access to Eric Bledsoe. He's 4,800, not the greatest player in the world, but, um, you know, somebody that we can we can lean on. Kira Lewis Jr. played 25 minutes on Saturday. Not exactly sure what that was about. Um, I, I need to look up the news. And then, of course, you got Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's priced a lot more appropriately for his new role if Lonzo is out. I'd still be willing to roll the dice on him at 5,800 because he can get into the mid-30s. Um, you know, I know you guys probably noticed I didn't mention Brandon Ingram at 77. I don't hate it. But Ingram is kind of the guy that I feel like lacks the upside now that Zion is dialing it up for sure. Yeah, if ball sits, I think um, Alexander Walker and Josh Hart in play for tournaments. Um but yeah, I think Zion's the the real main person. Let's go to the Boston side of things here. Um, what are we looking at here for Boston? And I mean, I guess I've talked about it. Maybe Robert Williams. Um, even with the price increase, I think I think he's okay. I don't really want to play anybody else from Boston. I just I've decided that I'm not going to play anyone from Boston when all of the high usage guys are playing, which is Tatum, Brown, and Kimba. Not playing any of them. Don't care what the spot is. I know New Orleans has been playing faster. I'm just going to be more than willing to fade this team outside of Robert Williams right now with this new role because of the lack of uh, of uh, Tristan Thompson. And even him at, at 67, he's not necessary on this. Like, like you don't have to have him. Now, on FanDuel, uh, he's 65, get a little bit more for blocks and steals. Maybe, you know, maybe you consider him there in this spot. But um, overall, I, I don't want to play anywhere from Boston. Yeah. Uh, my problem with like Robert Williams, even on FanDuel, is Moses Brown is the same price and he's going to get 10 more minutes ish. ish. Um, yeah. And like, same decision still I made Saturday, actually, because I played Moses Brown Saturday. Same exact decision. Yeah, like the, there's just more mouths to feed in Boston, right? Like SGA's out for OKC. It's a matchup against Dallas. And I know we're, I'm getting ahead of myself because we're going to get to that game. But he, 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 should, he should end up being like the chalk center play. And the other guy that's kind of right there is Zubak. So like that like saving value range centers on FanDuel, one center site is super interesting. On DK, we could play two of these guys makes a little bit more sense but at his price like 6700 yeah he could put up 40 solid we'll take 40 but man he's just not getting the minutes as these other guys so like is his ceiling capped 
compared to these guys that could play like 30 to 35 minutes. And you, you just never really, you never really know um, until the game kind of plays out, but just wanted to point that out. And, you know, we're going to get into this next game, Minnesota at Brooklyn. It's a 240 and a half total. Brooklyn's fair by 11 and a half in this game. Okaji and Russell remain out. Kevin Durant and Shamit are out. Kyrie is back. Um, he's available. Assuming that means he's playing, but he's available. Um, the Vegas line definitely suggests that Kyrie's playing in this one. But here's the thing, Will. We I just named three really strong value center plays. And you know what that means? That means Carl Anthony Towns against Brooklyn is going to be contrarian on a 11-game slate. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> listen, I, we don't have to explain this anymore, I don't think. There are a couple it's the Brooklyn teams, bump. But, yes. Uh, man, 9,900. And, and listen, Carl Anthony Towns has also been dialing up his upside recently. Like, they got blown out on Saturday, Stevie. Do you know how many points Carl Anthony Towns put up? 56. That's in a blowout, folks. A blowout. And I mean, this is a true blowout. And he only Stevie. took 11 shots in that game. Yeah, took 12 free throws, took hit 11 of 12. But, like, Stevie, this was a legit blowout, like almost wire to wire. It's not one of those ones where it's, like, the third quarter and they're down by five and then suddenly they're down 30. Like, they were down pretty much all game. And so for Cat to still – he still played 33 minutes, still put up 56 points. Uh, That gives me great confidence in in playing him in this spot. Um, Something that I noticed – it was something I was trying to track as well on Saturday, on Saturday. And I think the minutes are back down because Beasley's back. But I did want to point out that Hernan Gomez is like fringe right now. Played 35 minutes, 28 minutes. I think because Beasley's back, I think that's why his minutes were cut down. Or maybe that was the blowout. I'm not sure because of the, the rationale behind it. But I did want to point him out as a sneaky play, Stevie. Watch Hernan Gomez because 35 minutes and 28 minutes, respectively, uh, I know Beasley's back, but he still played 17 minutes. Maybe I'll look at the game flow track and see if that 17 was a part of the blowout. But I just that, that's just something I noticed, and I didn't really get a chance to to uh, look that up. But other than that, Edwards, I think he's in play. Uh, you know, and Rubio is kind of right there. But I think you know now that all these guys are back, I'm I'm not a, I'm not as interested. Yeah, um, I think Carl Anthony Towns is like the the guy that I'm the most interested in this game, and I, I definitely oh, yeah. worry about this game being a blowout. Like, l- let's say it how it is. This, this there's a good chance this game blows out. There's a good chance Brooklyn wins this game. Um, so, you know, you mentioned Hernan Gomez, thirty seven hundred. Yeah, the blowout in minutes are concerning but like this is one that you just kind of sit back and you're like all right let's see what happens if this game blows out is it Beasley or is it the game blowing out um because I was just kind of looking through the rotations and it's really hard to tell honestly just you know we have what one game sample size and it's it's impossible to try to figure that kind of stuff out um anything for Brooklyn like with Kyrie back Harden's 10-9 Kyrie's 9-8 uh 11 game slate I don't know yeah, and I mean, listen, Brooklyn's got help now. Like, I, I mean, I, I know that seems crazy, but Blake Griffin playing 20 minutes for this team is kind of a big deal. Put up 17 against Detroit in 20 minutes. Uh, you know, I, I I I just think they're loaded, man. They, they've got a lot of miles to feed, and KD isn't even back yet. I do still think Harden is playable in terms of stri- strictly tournaments. He's gonna have he's gonna have triple double upside with all these bodies available to score. Um, you know, I do think his scoring will probably dip back down until like the mid twenties. Like I don't see Harden scoring, you know, forty points a game with all these bodies. I think twenty five to twenty eight max is kind of where he is, and then you got to hope for the, the triple double upside. So for that reason, I don't mind it. I think Kyrie is kind of the reverse. Like Kyrie, Kyrie probably has the ability to maybe score in the thirties, but his peripherals are going to be not as good. So. Oh man, I I think they've got so many bodies now. I don't I don't I don't think on an eleven game slate, any of these Brooklyn players are going to be palatable. I'm just I'm looking at um, I'm just looking at it. I'm going, who do I want to play? Like even in a blowout, like who gets the minutes in a blowout that like I'm excited about playing? Um, 
Johnson, like he's, I think he's the guy that makes the most sense. Elias Johnson, uh, like if he's cheap somewhere, but like 4,900 on 11 game slate, I don't know if he's cheap enough on FanDuel or DraftKings. So I think it's he, where's he at on FanDuel? He is, see, he's 3,500. He's men's salary on, on FanDuel. That's where I'm taking a shot, Will. Like, uh, Elise Johnson on FanDuel, if this game blows out, they've already shown that they have no problem giving him minutes. But if the game stays close, he probably doesn't even see the floor. <laughs> CNDP. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's easily what could happen. There you go. Um, moving on. And, like, even in a blowout, he might only get, like, 15, 20 minutes. That's why you got to play him where, like, he's just cheap. Very risky. Um High risk, high reward. Miami at New York, 208 and a half total. Miami fair by four in this game. Haslam's out. None is out. Um, Oladipo's out. And OK Paula is out. And then on the New York side of things, Bullock is questionable. Julius Randle is questionable. And Robinson's out. Um, Well, you know, we have Bam. We have Butler. Tyler Hero. Um, He's pretty cheap, you know. Gordon Drogic's pretty cheap, but overall, like credit where I think credit where credit is due, right? Like we have to give a little credit to the New York Knicks. They're four and one over the last five games and they're playing the best defense in the NBA right now. Um, you know, if five games isn't enough sample for you, look at the last 10 games, they're fifth in defense and they're six and four. They're playing really solid basketball right now. I think this is going to be a game that ends up being pretty slow in pace. A lot of defense played. These are the two, two of the slowest teams in the NBA um, over the last couple of weeks. Like I think you could take shots on Randall if he plays Butler, if he like Butler and bam, but this is an overall game that I'm probably crossing off on an 11 game slate. Yeah, man. Um, I understand that mostly for sure. Like, I will say this. I'm looking at the standings, and it's starting to get a little tight, Stevie. Uh, you know, Knicks are in the fourth seed. Charlotte's five. Hawks are six. Uh, Celtics are seven. Heat are eight. Pacers nine. Bulls ten. And, uh, you know, they're all, you know, in terms of a game behind, you know, at, Atlanta and the Hornets are tied right now. Um, you know, the Celtics are nine games back, so they're a half game behind the other guys. Uh, the Heat are 10 games back. The Pacers are 10 games back. The Bulls are 12. Like, it's really tight. And this could be huge if the Heat can uh, play the Knicks. That could just continue to close the gap. Uh, now they, you know, so I, th- this game could be a little bit more important. I said all that to say Jimmy Butler at 9K is back in play for me. You know, when he was up to 10K or 98, eh, maybe. But at 9K, I'm more than willing to roll the dice on him because now if he gets 50, man, it's still great. You know, if he's 9,800 and he gets 50, just doesn't feel the same. But that $1,000 discount has me uh, very interested. If Julius Randle is out, um, you know, the Knicks are going to have a totally different team. I saw that on Saturday. Um, So, um, you know, Bam's probably going to be more in play. We we saw what Thanasis Antetokounmpo was able to do. Uh, My goodness, Bam should have a field day. Um, so th- that's kind of where I am uh, with, with Miami. I, I definitely think Bam and Butler in play. Butler in play no matter what. I think Bam's in play if Julius Randle's out for sure. Yeah, if Randle doesn't play, aren't you worried a little bit of a, a potential blowout too? Man, I, I don't know, man. I saw, I saw Alec Burks and his team, I mean, still continue to score points, you know. They, I, I, I'm, I'm going to give the Knicks some credit. They're at home. I think they still keep it competitive. If Randall's out, I think you have to potentially even consider Taj Gibson a little oh, bit. He, put, he put up 30 on Saturday, man. Yeah, you consider Taj. No, I just – you look at it and, like, Robinson started that game. Um, he played six minutes. He came out. He's out. Like, he's already ruled out for this game. And, like, Taj Gibson ended up starting the second half and had to play a lot of – um minutes in the in the second half of this game so they use noel noel they used him too um so nerland's noel is going to get some run as well um but taj gibson with the position like eligibility a little bit cheaper than nerland's noel 
Um, yeah, both of these guys are in play. Um, but yeah, I just if Randall sits, but again, like yeah. I just don't like this game. If Randall plays, I just it's, it's a cross off for me. Yes, yes. Um, moving on, we got Toronto at Detroit. Two nineteen and a half total. Toronto favored by four and a half. They are on the second end of a back to back. On the Detroit side, Hayes is out. McGruder's doubtful. Okafor is out. DSJ is out. Um, we'll be waiting to see what we're looking at as far as Toronto goes. You know, we know that Kyle Lowry didn't play on Sunday, dealing with a little bit of a foot injury. Um, that would be huge. Um, and then Ben Bray is in the protocols. You know, he. We have no idea. Like it, it, it's seven to ten days most cases, so I wouldn't expect him to really play either. But we'll have to see. What are we looking at here for Toronto? Yeah, man. I mean, if if uh, if Kyle Lowry were to sit again, I mean, it's Van Vliet, it's Siakam. I definitely think those are your two main guys. Uh, we saw uh, Chris Boucher get a lot of extra run today, and by extra, I do mean like twenty three minutes. So he didn't play like forty minutes. He played twenty three minutes, which was in his, in his case, that's always enough for him to kind of get there. Um, but I don't, I don't think he's necessary. But, you know, I, I did just kind of want to point that out. But, it, I mean, if Lowry sits, man, the same culprits, Van Vliet, Siakam. And I think OG is right there, too. OG just had a rough second half. If I'm not mistaken, I think OG had around 30 in the first half and then just kind of did not get there. But even at 6,300 in this spot, um, I, I, think he, I think he's got potential to get 40. Uh, and if that's the case, you know, I, I, I don't mind playing OG at 6,300. Yeah, like, I think... I hate the fact that like he's power forward center now, but I think yeah. if if Lowry is out, you, you're definitely looking at him in this spot. Um, Van Vliet, Siakam, obviously. I don't know how much I would, how much I'd trust like Gary Trent, but he'd probably get minutes too. Um, let's go to the Pistons side of things. Anything standing out to you here for um, the tanking Detroit Pistons? Um. Well, I mean, yeah, not really. <laughs> yeah, uh, n- not really. You know, Grant left the game over the weekend with a little bit of a quad injury. He's he's probable. Um, Plumley sixty three hundred so bodies to be so bad. It's awesome. yeah, like Plumley. There's so many good centers on this slate. Like the guy that I think, like, if you're taking shots on anybody, might be like Diallo. Um, are they going to give him run? Like he came back from almost a month break and played 19 minutes. Like maybe you run across Diallo cheap on any of the sites. I don't, yeah, really I feel, mean, I don't, I I don't feel good about Saban that either, leave. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I did consider saving Lee because of his price, but I just, man, I, I really don't know what to expect with this rotation. They've got 30 million guys and, and, I I don't think I'm playing anyone from Detroit in this league. Um, yeah, we're moving on. That that's a quick and um, Memphis <laughs> at Houston, two twenty one and a half total here. Memphis favored by five. Triple J's out. Um, on the Houston side, Bradley's questionable. Exum's out. Gordon's out. And Wab is out. And Christian Wood is questionable. Let's start here with the Memphis side of things. Um, anything standing out to you here for Memphis? Is this a jaw upside game? And, and I mean, I know I'm just saying, man, I, I, J S like Jot 75. I don't mind in this spot. I got to think he's going well under owned on this slate. Um, I, 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 I think this might be a jaw spot. I think I'm going to play some jaw. Uh, you know, if, if, if I go a little different, a little different direction on this slate, I, I think he's in play. Uh, I don't really want to play anyone else. I don't mind Valanchunas, especially if, um, uh, if uh, Christian Wood sits, but I just think it's 7,700. I can do so much better at center. There you go. Um, I don't mind Ja. Like he's really the only guy that I ever really have interest in when it comes to Memphis, just because I know his ceiling. Kyle Anderson's going to have good games from time to time. I don't hate him in this spot against Houston. Uh, what are we looking at here as far as the Rockets go? Yeah, man, I think, you know, it's the same guys like John Wall is 8,300. And the only reason he didn't get there Saturday was because they blew Minnesota. I mean, out of the water. I think for me, if Christian Wood sits, 
Um, if he does not play, then I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm going back to the well on John Wall, back to the well on Kevin Porter Jr. Like, you know, these guys, I'm telling you, they were well on their way, Stevie, to like massive performances. John Wall played 26 minutes on Saturday and put up 40 fantasy points. If he got normal minutes, he's probably hitting 60. Kevin Porter Jr. gets normal minutes. He's probably hitting 40 to 45. Uh, this this tandem is one I'm going to have under my microscope if, uh, if, if, if Mr. Wood sits. Going to be two of my favorite plays on the slate. Yeah. Um, I, Oladipo's gone. If Christian Wood sits, somebody's getting the usage. Um, and, and Kevin Porter Jr., is not afraid to shoot. Let's just let's just say that the dude is not afraid to shoot whatsoever. Um, he could be a half court and he'll pull up. So, you know, I'm not even joking. Like I'm 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 joking. Obviously, you guys know I'm joking. But let's be honest. Um, he's definitely been the usage guy. Um, he's even with Wall out there. I think he is somewhat interesting, even if Christian Wood plays, because I think even if Christian Wood plays. They they played him 31 minutes coming off of um, missing a couple games. And, and like, all right, maybe he plays 35 in this game, even if Christian Wood plays. So um, I, I just – I really like this spot overall. Um, oh, I, I did mean to mention this too, Steve, and I'm so sorry. Jay Sean Tate will be in play as well if uh, Christian – this is more of a if, a Chris, if Christian Wood sits. Like if Wood sits, Tate at 57, I, I'm willing to roll him out there. He's got 40-point upside uh, and, you know – could get well into the mid thirties with no Christian wood. Um, moving right along here. We got Dallas at OKC two sixteen and a half total Dallas favored by 10 in this one. Willie Colley Stein and JJ Redick are out. Uh, Baisley Dort, SGA and Horford are out. I'm going to say Horford's name for the next couple slates, but just know he's not playing anymore this season. He, yeah, he's out. He's done. Um, <laughs> Dallas side of things. I think this game's interesting. I know this game has a 10 point spread, but I, the OKC guys are going to play their minutes because they just don't really have much. Um, Let's talk Dallas first. Is there anything that you're like interested in running back here? Man, you know how this goes. If I'm going to play anybody's Luca and that's it, I don't play Porzingis at 8k. I I just don't do it. Well, you could have did it the other night. Um, well, I, I did play him the other night because, you know, Luca didn't play, but he was 7,500 on FanDuel. Yeah. Yeah. I think Luca, just kind of looking at the Dallas stuff, I think Luca's really the only guy. That's it. If, if, if you want like a large field, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys right now, this is my Let's Get Weird GPP play of the day because I'm just looking at this and I really like this. If you want to run back some OKC, and if this game doesn't stay close, this guy could play regardless. Jalen Brunson. Um, he's my let's get weird GPP play of the day. Um, I'm going to remind you guys when we get to the game. But Jalen Brunson, 5K. He's played over 30 minutes in three straight games. Um, obviously, some of that had to do with Luka out. But um, he plays in a blowout, I think. And... If this game doesn't stay close, you you have those OKC guys. I think Jalen Brunson is really interesting for tournaments. So I totally don't get, get mad at me when he puts up 15. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> um let's talk Thunder. Uh let's let's just go ahead and start with Moses Brown. Like the, hello, Moses Brown. You have a chance to shine. Um, you're gonna get a few games coming down the, the stretch here, you know, the second half of the season after the all-star break, you're going to have all the, all the time you can to shine in this one. Yeah. And guess what? Not only him, Isaiah Roby should have stable minutes now. Um, you know, I mean, you know, if, if Dort happens to sit, they've been playing Poku anyway, Pokusevsky. So his minutes have been pretty stable. Um, you know, Teo Maladon, his minutes are going to be stable. It almost feels like to me, Stevie, like they may just not play SGA anymore this year because of this injury. And they may just ride it out and say, look, man, don't go out there, and, you know, trying to save the world. We're not making the playoffs. We're, we're, we've got a plan in the works. Just hang in there with us, okay? 
we need you to have an injury the rest of the year, okay? Just you have an injury the rest of the year and let these guys ride. And so if that's the case, you know, I, I do kind of like some of these the, these OKC pieces, and that, that's kind of where where we'll do it. You know, Poku, uh, Roby, obviously Moses Brown is the is the big piece. Uh, but if Teo is going to play 35 minutes, I, I don't mind throwing him in the mix either. I know he's 5,800, but, I mean, getting those type of minutes with all those high usage, pe- high usage pieces not playing, I think that puts him more in play. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, there's just so many minutes and usage to go around here. Maldon and I th- and Moses Brown, I think, are like the main pieces here for OKC. But like tournament-wise, it will be really interesting to see like what type of minutes Ty, Ty Jerome should get. Um, you know, just in general here. He's someone that I'm going to kind of be paying attention to, um, you know, Civi, like you mentioned, like just kind of kind of paying attention here because like you have to think too, like they waved Austin Rivers. He's gone like that, that that's that didn't work out. That's he's gone. Um, he's probably going to sign with like the Lakers or um, the Nets because that's what everybody's doing right now. <laughs> Honestly, the Lakers would probably be glad to have Austin Rivers to run around and shoot some buckets until LeBron and AD get back, which Drummond will be there shortly. But yeah. Um, anything else from this one? Nah, man. I, I think this one's straightforward as it comes. Sacramento at San Antonio, two twenty-eight and a half or two twenty-eight total here. Um, San Antonio favored by two and a half in this game. Uh, Bagley's out. Whiteside's questionable. Diop's out, Chris is out, and Walker is out um, for um, – and, and Chris was waived too. So just so you guys know, Chris was waived. Um, probably going to sign with the Lakers or um, the Nets because that's what everybody's doing. No joke again. All right, here we go. Um, let's start Let's start with the Kings side of things here. Like the first thing that kind of stands out to me here for the Kings is, is if Whiteside sits – I think we see really big minutes from Holmes and we have some really strong plays at center on the slate, but he he's one of those guys that could potentially fly under the radar here. And here's the thing, man. Holmes is also power forward eligible. So like we could easily get Holmes in this spot. If Whiteside sits, I'm definitely interested in Holmes at, uh, at 7,600. Um, by the way, I don't know if you saw this Sacramento, walk-off fashion on Saturday. Did you see this play at all, Stevie? By, by any chance? Did you catch nope. it on SportsCenter? Down by one. 0.2 seconds left. De'Aaron Fox throws it from, uh, from the uh, baseline all the way across half court. It was like Christian Leitner style. Harrison Barnes catches it, turns, shoots a three, through the net, game over. I mean, incredible play at the end. So they end up winning 100 to 98. You need to watch this if you haven't. Uh, down to the wire, De'Aaron Fox was spectacular, hitting shot after shot after shot. Just wanted to bring that up. If you didn't watch this, folks, at least go and check this play out. Incredible, uh, incredible from, from the Kings. Now back to, to DFS. Um, I, I think Rashawn Holmes is my favorite play from the Kings, period. I don't mind Halliburton like he's 6,100. That's right on the edge where he's still got upside, especially if he has one of those random 40-point games. Um, They still played DeLon Wright 23 minutes, which was very interesting. Uh, But the main guy here uh, in terms of the upside is De'Aaron Fox. This guy has been on fire, Stevie. And I mean just dialing it up game after game after game after game. Uh, So I think this guy is a really good tournament play. He should probably have very little ownership on this slate at 9,500. Yes, it's expensive, but he's earned it. Yeah. Like anybody that's not like outside of the main pieces, um, you know, I I just Sacramento, I I don't think that they're going to be like extreme chalk here. Um, You know, this total is solid. And, and like, I, I think it will get some, some looks that, because of that, but like, 
you know, that New Orleans, New Orleans game and the Brooklyn game, like those totals are high too. Um, so I think more people gravitate to the, towards those games. And like, we haven't even got to like Giannis versus like um, Kawhi and Paul George in the late game. Yeah. So. And Stevie, can I mention one more thing about the Kings? Yeah. Just, just one, one more thing. No, no, Will, you, you may not. We're moving. No, I'm just All kidding. right. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, they're 21 and 25. And while, yes, they are under 500, technically they're 7-3 and three in their last 10. If they keep winning, Stevie, the 8th seed is 23-21. and 21, The ninth seed is 21-22. and 22, The Warriors are 22-24. and 24, They're 21-25. and 25. And Steph has been out, which the Warriors probably would have been a 9th seed or an 8th seed. The Kings have a shot to get into the playoffs. And it feels like they've been trying to win games. And then I pull up this record and I see there's seven and three in their last 10, which is why I think De'Aaron Fox has been playing out of his mind. Steve. I mean, out of his mind. So I'm just putting that out there because if they can pick up a win here, they're 22 and 25, getting a lot closer to the 10 spot. Also that also the Spurs take another loss, which brings them to the eighth seed if Dallas wins. And so it's like these little playoff things I'm looking at. I think the Kings are trying to make the playoffs, Steve. I really do. And I think they're competing hard. De'Aaron Fox is in play for me. I, he might be my my uh, let's get weird play of the day. Looking at these standings. Um. Well, if you're if you're so high on Fox, is there anybody that like you're interested in running it back here? Because we know just how bad the Kings are defensively. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, Demar Derozan is under eight K slightly. He's seventy nine hundred. And I mean, you know, I'm not saying he's going off for 50, but I think at that price, you consider it. Jakob Poto's played 31 minutes in back-to-back games. He's actually been playing okay. At 5,700, I think he's a good value in this spot, Stevie. I really do. Uh, you know, he can get 35 to 40 on, on a good. He put up 38 against Chicago in 31 minutes. Very efficient, eight for nine from the field. Uh, you know, had nine rebounds, just missed out on a double-double. Um, so, I, And I think he can get a double-double in this spot. So he's a guy... Uh, that, that I like here. Keldon Johnson, man, what an experiment, what a ride. You know, he goes from big games to like, you know, under 20 fantasy points in four straight. I, I don't know what's going on with that, but Poto, I, I still, I think Poto's in play. Uh, DeRozan, I think is in play. And then Derek White, even at 5,900 in this spot, I think he's in play as well. Murray is 71. He's put up almost 40 in back-to-back games. I think he's in play as well. This might be a sneaky stackable game, Stevie, for good reason because of, because of the spot. I think I think I actually this game has grown on me as we've gotten into the particulars. Hey, listen, that's always fun. Um, like my my biggest problem with like Potal, um, I, I I do like the spot. It's just so hard to play him over the other centers on this slate, but I, I completely. Yeah understand and agree with everything that you said um everything so and like i always like DeRozan, you know especially against teams that don't play defense and he can drive the basket he can put up 20 shots um you know take zero threes and still get to you know 25 <laughs> to 30 points but um yeah i think DeRozan very much in play um we're moving on we got cleveland at utah 222 and a half total here utah favored by 14 and a half that's not a typo that's not a miss right um that's really what it is allen's out dova's out love's out prince is questionable and utah is healthy um is with all the bodies out larry nance is an interesting tournament play but there's a huge but this game probably does not stay close. And Utah probably puts it on Cleveland here. Yep, I'm with you. I like, have to say. I have nothing like, else to say. I think, like, if you really want to get weird in a t- large field tournament where it's, like, very top-heavy or something, take a shot on, like, Dean Wade. Take a shot on Dean Wade. Like that is where you could get super different on this slate in a large field tournament. I like it more on FanDuel. He's 3,800. I like always trying to find that like cheap piece to be able to put two or three studs in my lineup. And Dean Wade, if you want to just kind of get weird, 
and take a large field tournament dart, like he scores 20, he doesn't kill you. He scores 30 and you're, you're beating everybody because he's going to be 2% owned. If that. Yes. Yes. And that's what you got to look for in those large field, like top payout tournaments. Yes. You know, the, the, the five to 8% you probably put on them in your MME. Um, you know, you're just hoping that those builds are really good. Um, <laughs> Stevie, I'm imp- I, I'm actually really impressed, man, to be honest with you. Uh, to be able to squeeze that much out of this game, <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed, man. Bravo. I've been doing this a long time, Will. Um, so going to the other side of this game, the Utah side, if this game is going to stay competitive, sure, take some shots. But as expensive as these guys are, I think the only guy you can realistically take a shot on here and it's just more revenge, you know, or, or thank you type of play is Jordan Clarkson. But even at his price, he might only get like 20, 25 minutes in this game because the game doesn't stay close. And I just, that, that's really it, man. Okay. Last thing. And I'll say this now, now we got some nuggets here. Utah does kind of play a semi-normal rotation, even in blowouts. It's, it's really one of the strangest things I've seen. Like Donovan Mitchell may still come in and play three or four minutes in the fourth quarter, even in like a massive blowout. Like It feels like Quinn Snyder's trying to just kind of keep normalcy. I think they're doing well, and he's trying to kind of not rock the boat and say, hey, come, on, come, on, come out, guys. I think he's kind of letting them stay oily. And uh, so I, I, I did want to point that out. Let's, let's look that up, and maybe I'll have – I'll have all the facts lined up for the next pod, but um, I think he's been playing a lot of his guys like normal rotation. Like I know Donovan Mitchell came back in the game when they were blowing out whoever it was they were playing on Saturday, like at least for a couple minutes. And then he sat him back down, but just wanted to, to point that out. I still don't like this game though for what it's worth. <laughs> we're moving on. Well, we, we, we hear you Chicago at golden state. Um, two twenty four and a half total here. Chicago favored by five and a half. Um, Tice is questionable and Steph Curry is questionable. Steph is getting close. Um, that is for sure. What are we looking at here for Chicago? Oh man. Um, I think Vooch at 93 is in play. I know it's a new team, uh, you know, only played 32 minutes against San Antonio kind of getting ramped up. I get it. But I mean, at 9,300 against Golden State, this this could be a fantastic spot for him. Um, so he's a guy that, that I really like. Outside of that, that's about it, man. I mean, I don't I don't hate Tadaransky. His price has been cheap enough. But, you know, what's going on with this menace? He was playing 30. Now Kobe White's kind of playing a little bit more. Just, just too much going on there. I think the main thing is, you know, get you some Vooch exposure against this team at 9,300. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like. I hear you. I just uh, first of all, I'm really like I haven't got a chance to talk about it too much, but very, very sad um, that Orlando moved Vooch. And I get it. Like I'm a fan. I, I'm I'm a fan of like rebuilding and everything. Like you look at Philly, and they you know they've been able to do it pretty pretty well. And you know it, it's just. I, I was sick of competing with a rebuild though. Literally like I'm sick of playing for eighth every year. Okay. Um, and I love what the Miami dolphins just did, right? Like they're committing to Tua and they're, they're making, you know, the necessary trades and stuff. But here's the thing. Vooch the other night played 32 minutes. Zach Levine was on the floor for 24 minutes. Marketing was on the floor for 21 of those minutes. The rotation, it's very new. Like, we have one game. We're looking at one game. So that's all we have to go off of, you know, kind of looking through the rotation and and just how they were using Vooch. Um, He, he, I don't know, Will. I I don't know. I think if Vooch was 8,500 here, I'm taking shots. I think because of the price and because Carl Anthony Towns is only $600 more against Brooklyn. And then we have all these guys below Vooch that could outscore Vooch. Zion could outscore Vooch. You know, we're probably using more of a power forward, but I am going to wait and see on Vooch. And I watched him. I watched him destroy in person, watched him destroy Golden State in Orlando 
and have a monster game. So that's not the question. The question is, are the 30-plus point games going to be a thing with Zach Levine? Fournier is not Zach Levine. Fournier is not Zach Levine. Aaron Gordon is not these guys. Like Zach Levine is a real usage guy, and it's been a while since Vooch has really played with like a strong usage player because even when Levine was off the floor and when Kobe White was playing with Vooch, Kobe White still had a 24% usage rate in that like span of 10 minutes. So, or 14 minutes, I'm going to take a wait and see approach. He's 9,300. I don't think he burns me. I do think he has massive upside because he's averaging 62 fantasy points in two meetings against this team already this season. (laughs) So I get it. Why you would play him. I, I really do. It's just, I'm worried about the price. I have more interest in Zach Levine at 8,400. Like, uh, you know, yeah, he's going to have some points go down. But also, like, I think the other thing that, like, we could potentially see is, like, a two-man game really develop of from Levine and Vooch. And, like, we'll see if that starts to happen. We'll see Levine's, like, assist climb back up to, like, that 7, 8, 9 range instead of, like, this 3, 4, 5 range. Well, let me say this. Zach Levine is starting to hit that too cheap category on FanDuel, by the way. He's 7,500. Like, it's 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 insane. Like, he's probably going to be in the opto tomorrow or close to it. So, just I at least want to give the people that just, hey, you know, on FanDuel, he's 7,500, man. Uh, anything here for Golden State, or is it all going to depend on Curry? I think it all depends on Curry. I've been playing Andrew Wiggins almost every slate since Curry's been out because he's been in like the mid 6k range uh but clearly he's priced up now uh she's 7k on on FanDuel that's still right I mean that's still right there 7400 on on DK I think I can pass on him on DK but on FanDuel at 7k I think there's still a little bit of meat meat on the bone Uh, other than that I, I think I'm okay I'm not really worried about you know playing anybody else I will say if Curry comes back, way more interest in Draymond Green. And like that is just these guys are super highly correlated. Um, Draymond has triple double upside when Curry's on the floor. It's as simple as that. Like he has he has triple double upside when Curry's on the floor. When Curry's not on the floor, it's just not as much. Don't like Wiseman here. He's gonna get beat up by Vooch in this game. Absolutely. No question about it. We finished it out with probably one of the best best actual basketball games on the slate. Um, Bucks and Clippers. Um, Portis is out. Tucker's out. Um, Kirk's is out. And on the Clippers, Ibaka, Beverly, and Rondo are out. Um, let's start with Milwaukee. Well, these are the types of games that I like using Giannis. He put up 70 fantasy points the first time these two teams met. And that was very recent. End of February, pretty sure. Like these are the types of games that they, they scored 205 total points and Giannis put up 71 fantasy points. Yeah, man. I I think on this team is just Giannis. Like Chris Middleton is priced where he should be. So I think I'm going to avoid him. Drew is at 72. I I don't hate that price. Like I think Drew still can get there, Um, but it's mainly Giannis. I'm going to treat this like mostly like a Lucas situation. Yeah, it's really only honest for me. Um, sure, you could play Drew, you could play DiVincenzo, but not on an 11-game slate. Like, they could have good games. I don't think they're going to outscore guys in their range. I think there's guys in their range that have ceiling upside. Um, Let's go to the Clippers. I do like Marcus Morris Sr. at 4,500. Uh, clearly, you know, Zubac's still in play. He didn't play a lot of minutes on, on Saturday, but I mean, he's mainly been playing about 30 minutes uh, and it's been getting anywhere from 30 to 35, close to 40. So uh, I like that. Uh, Terrence Mann has entered our lives and started playing big minutes. Stevie, what in the world is going on there? Uh, and, and this is something that's been happening for the past few games. Look like they have overpaid our good friend, uh, Mr. Luke Kennard, because Terrence Mann is Luke Kennard seemingly uh, on this team, which I, I kind of hate that Kennard might need to, you know, see if he can get up out of there with the quickness. I'm sure a contender would love to have him, but uh, that, that, that's where I am. Paul George is okay. Kawhi 89. I like that. Uh, he's been that price pretty much almost, you know, feels like the past couple of weeks, he's 88, 9k, 89, 92. So uh, I, 
I really like Kawhi Leonard. He's a guy that I'm probably going to be keying in on on DK. Love the Kawhi versus Giannis matchup here at 8,900. I like Paul George too. I don't think I'll play a lot of George and Kawhi together. I think one of these two guys has their ceiling game. Paul George is starting to shoot the ball well. And when he starts getting on a roll, he's a, he's a guy that's definitely streaky. Um, and then I think we got to have some interest in Zubak here. Baca's not going to play. Milwaukee doesn't rebound. Um, if he can stay out of foul trouble, which is always his biggest thing, he's another one of those potential value centers that could crush on this slate. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, Zubak, I mean, he's, he's in play, bottom line. Um, you know, even, even on FanDuel, he's 5900 same price. He's in play. Um, any final thoughts from this one? I'm I'm good to go. No final thoughts. All right, let's get in our super draft play of the day, and then we'll go over and we'll play the morning grind game to finish this out here. Uh, Will, what's standing out to you here on super draft today? Well, I think you know there's a lot of plays, and the thing is, I really wish I had some news on this but I don't, I'm going to go out on a limb on it though. Right. I'm going out on a limb. I'm going to assume that Lonzo is going to sit one more game, which has me very interested in the Keel Walker Alexander at 1.7 X. I, I think that's, I, I think that's just great value for him. Um, so he's a guy uh, that I, that I really like in this spot. Yeah. I like that one. Um, I have a couple that like I'm debating on right now that are super interesting and I, and they're all centers. Like this is a center type of um, slate. In my opinion, you're really going to need your center to hit that like max ceiling. And what I think is very interesting here is Moses Brown is 1.25 and Carl Anthony Towns is 1.1. Give me cat. Give me cat all day long in that scenario. But the guy that I wanted to bring up here is Zubak at 1.65. He is someone, if he has a solid game, he could outscore Cat with that multiplier. But I think center is a position that you could really play Cardinal Towns. The only thing is you could play him at power forward or forward on there and still get exposure um, to a guy like Zubak or a, type, a guy like Moses Brown or something um, and just hope those guys have stellar games. Yeah, man. I think the other thing, too, is with uh, the Julius Randle news, I think, is going to be important. It's huge. I Let's mean, just be honest. Because you're talking about getting uh, these guys at 1.95x, like uh, uh, not uh, Jesus, Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson is going to be at 1.95x if uh, if Julius is out. I mean, I, I think that's big time. You're going to get Nerlens Noel at 1.6, RJ Barrett at 1.6. Let me see where Alec Burks is. You'll have Alec Burks at 1.75. Like the Knicks could be a really interesting team if Julius Randle sits for Super Draft. All right, let's uh, let's play the morning grind game and then uh, we'll get out of here. Wrap it up for Monday again. I hope everyone had an awesome weekend. Uh, Will, give me your favorite play under 5K to 7X. Yeah, th- this is another tough one, man. But <sighs> I think I'm going to go with uh, Marcus Morris. I-, I-, I really like this price on him. I think he's been playing well. Uh, cl- you know, obviously, if we get the news, then we, we make a change to somebody from the Knicks probably uh, – it would probably be uh, Taj Gibson, but right now, I think Marcus Morris is is, is looking real good at forty five hundred in a competitive game. Yeah, um, we didn't really talk about this guy when we were talking about this game, but Terrence Mann um, with Beverly and and uh, Rondo out, Terrence Mann should continue to play close to thirty minutes. Um, and again, a, a super competitive game, so. He's someone that I think is super interesting here at 4,300. And there's obviously some better value that's going to potentially open up. It's an 11-game slate. You're just going to have to kind of be paying attention on this one. But I'd much rather have Terrence Mann over Reggie Jackson right now. And that's kind of what it looks like the the Clippers are leaning towards. 
Um, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Yeah, give me Jason Tatum. Like I said, man, I'm just not playing Boston guys or part of that their nucleus when everyone's healthy. Um, so Jason Tatum is going to be a fade for me. Um, I'm going to go Harden, and it's just I don't think this game is going to stay close. And with Kyrie back, I don't think Harden's going to have to um, have all the usage and everything that he's been having. So I'm going to say James Harden doesn't go 5X. And it's more of just he's probably the guy that I'm least interested in playing up there on this one. Uh, who's your favorite 6X play today? Man, look, I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys – this is a guy that I talked about earlier and it, it's, it's, I think it's John wall, man, at 8,300. I, I, I don't think wood is going to play. They have no reason to push him too much. They're not making the playoffs. And, and if this game can just stay competitive, man, John wall is going to get there with ease. I, I like wall at 8,300. Yeah. Like, I I've already said this guy's going to part the season, continue to score massive amount of points, but give me Moses. Um, I, I love Brown here at 6,800. He's just, he's going to crush like this is his time to shine. And he is a hustler, man. Like he is a guy that's going to go out and try to grab 20 rebounds a night. Um, and these are the types of guys he'll get those every every easy rebounds every once in a while he'll he'll shoot really high percentages from the field because he's not going to take really hard shots but uh, Moses Brown double double machine for the rest of the season and just play him and, and keep playing him until you know he's over 8k because the usage is going to be insane especially with SGA out too um this guy's just going to rebound and be a rebound king uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got, Will? Look, I already gave mine out, man, but it's, it's De'Aaron Fox, bro. 9,500, uh, very expensive, but the guy, he's just been dialed in. I'm telling you, this team is trying to win. I think they want to make the playoffs, get the monkey off their back, go back to the Chris Weber and Bobby Jackson, uh, you know, Mike Bibby, Vladi Divac, days of old. Let's see if we can just get in the playoffs and make some noise for a change. I think they're trying to get in. I think De'Aaron Fox give us gives us another legendary performance. Ninety five hundred, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, um, I already said mine. Jalen Brunson. Uh, just I think he's super interesting. I don't think that game remotely. If it doesn't stay close, um, you know, it, it's just could really pan out. Um, and like I said, I already I kind of talked about that already. Um, I will say that when we started talking about Dean Wade over there on FanDuel, I think he's super interesting um, for large field tournaments on FanDuel as a get weird GPP play of the day as well. Uh, any contests stand out to you here on FanDuel or DraftKings? Uh, well, look, I mean, this one is – look, guys, it is, it's up there, okay? Don't get me wrong. It's up there. But on FanDuel, man, they got the superstar today. And I mean, you got a chance to pull in a hundred K it's a hundred entries. Like you got to love those odds. Stevie paying out 22%. I, I just, it, it's up there. It is, but you know, you don't, you don't see this one as much because a lot of times, a lot of the, the, uh, the upper, the upper echelon ones, if you will. I mean, FanDuel has been doing a terrible job of paying out like 17% sometimes Stevie 15 for something crazy. It's almost like a qualifier, but with this one, I mean, I, I know it's up there, guys, but I do think this is this is where you kind of take your shot sometimes. Um, you know, a, a lot less entries and a chance to pull in six figures. I, I think it's a good one. Um, yeah, I'm going to, you know, Super Draft, awesome sponsor of the podcast. Appreciate them being on board here. They have a $20, 43-entry max tournament for $5,000 in first place. Um they have their daily dime, which is a $10 tournament, 52 entries. Um, if you are an MME player, they have their NBA and one, which is a $1 buy-in, 150 entry max. Um, they have a single entry 105. They got big 50-50s. Um, they got a $3 10 entry max. So even if you're not like into big, big building and you want to just build a few lineups, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten lineups. Um, you know, three dollar tournament over there to do that as well. So make sure you guys are checking them out. Use promo code grinders, take advantage of that. Uh, Will, any over under against the spread standing out to you here night before? 
Yeah, man. I, this is going to sound crazy, or maybe it won't sound crazy, but we got the Nets at 11 and a half, man. I, I like taking you know, the underdog when the spread is that big, give me, give me, give me the, the Timberwolves plus 11 and a half. Like I, that's a huge spread, Stevie, huge. Yeah. Like you, you, you know, obviously the same could be said for Cleveland at 14 and a half, but I, I think I'd still take Utah. <laughs> um, I think the one that stands out to me the most on this slate is Milwaukee plus one. And I think that line will move. I think that, you know, that that obviously could change throughout the day. Um, but, yeah, I think Milwaukee plus one. I think we're going to see a big game from Giannis and Milwaukee flex a little bit. I think that that's what we're going to be looking at here. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, sir. Ready to roll. That's going to wrap it up here for Monday. I'll be back tomorrow. Short NBA slate tomorrow. Going to ride solo. Um, I already talked about this on Twitter, but I'm going to talk about it again here. We will have NBA and MLB podcasts uh, throughout April. I know Will is going to be on a bunch of both of those shows. I'm going to be hosting, um, I think, seven podcasts a week. So um, excited. Baseball is right around the corner. And it's so cool that like we start the season off with like a really – Big slate opening day. Um, so make sure you guys are checking that out. That's going to wrap it up here. Good luck, everyone. And we'll see you guys again tomorrow.